You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. I missed Joel there. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's pre-market prep. Spencer Israel, Joel L. and Dennis Dick with you this morning. What do you think we're talking about? We're talking earnings, obviously, right? Netflix, Chipotle, Johnson Johnson, Coke. We are in the thick of it, folks. And that'll be the theme of today's show. Uh, if you were wondering if the market still cares about NFTs, the answer is yes. DraftKings Draft is in the news this morning. They are launching an, an NFT ecosystem and exchange. It's called DraftKings Marketplace. There's a whole bunch of details. There's a press release. It's been out for a while. I was wondering when it came out, uh, it, it had a, a brief pop and then it, and then it uh, stopped going up for for a second. I thought, okay, is this is this over? But it appears not to be because DraftKings is is uh, near the high of the pre market session. Or right, yeah, right. just ticked over forty seven fifty. Pre market high comes in at forty seven sixty. What are the dailies? I mean, this is not a great looking chart since they made that old time high. What the hell is lows? Yeah, held, two days ago, I held the low it needed to hold forty bucks critical. $42. I mean, you had so many stocks that were challenging. Let's look at Penn Gaming, you know, in contrast. And I'm long. Is that Penn thing in the 60s terrible. yet? Yeah, it's been terrible. I mean, DraftKings, you know, Penn wow. is significantly below where it was in May. DraftKings still holding those lows. So see separation here with, you know, maybe the, obviously the leader here in sports betting, DKNG, and they're trying other things too. I mean, the management team is just really smart. I mean, I love this idea. I love this, you know, concept from them as well. I'd be a buyer if it pulls back. I don't like chasing, but you've got major support down there in the in the low forties. I think you're I think I'd be a buyer in the low forties. In in Penn or in or DraftKings. Yeah, no, well Penn maybe if it got to the low forties <laughs> too. I might buy some I might actually double down. I was just, just I was just looking at here. 
I was just looking at the pen there, and uh, man, you're in a kind of little bit of a danger zone here. Wow. You need... Well, it's off 60%, 50% from the highs here. <laughs> the danger zone has happened. Funny caller on to CNBC Mad Money last night, too, on Penn Gaming. It's like, I I, 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 I played Penn twice last year. He was talking to Kramer on your recommendation, and he's like, I made money both times. But he's like, this time, he's like, I bought it and it just keeps going down every day. He's like, I'm down 45 points in it now. What do I do? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, this is, you know, the game where you got to cut those losers. You got them on for trades. You can't be making two points, five points, and then losing 45 points. You won't stay in the game very long. You got this as a long-term investment. I mean, you stuck it in and, you know, you're holding and you're believing in the long-term story. It's a completely different animal. And obviously, you're going to take more heat on some of that stuff. I had this on as a trade and an investment. I sold the trade when it cut through, but I had a little piece on it I threw in the retirement account because I still believe in the long-term story. I bought both stocks at 80. I'm down 10 points on it. It's not good news. Yeah, this uh, and just the reason I'm bringing this up is when this thing got over 140, that's when it was added to the S&P 500, correct? Top, top. Yeah, and that was that was lights out. So, uh, isn't this today uh, the day that Marta goes in? Knew you were going to say that. I, I just brought the chart up because I knew that was coming. Yeah. Yes, today is the day. Actually, Joel. Ooh, boy, oh boy, oh boy! I don't know about this one. The way it backed off that high yesterday at forty-two fifty-one, and then we were watching it yesterday's low down at two ninety-two. This is going to be a wild one here. Better hold in there today. Yeah, Whew. you could be back. I'm telling you, this thing, in, and I know you look at the monthly chart and you're like, ah, oh, you know, it's not too bad uptrend. I mean, there are some moves in this thing 70, 80, 90 dollars. You know, hits 180, goes to 110, goes back to 200, back to 120. This is a little bit different situation uh, being added to the SP. But man, oh man, if I was long this one, and you got a pop. Oh, man, even to the close today, I expect to be some resistance. But uh, it's officially added today, correct? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, okay, Matt Miller a while back uh, dropped us a 10 spot, asked about Cleveland Cliffs. Uh, he either owns or is looking to own the uh, $20.5 calls that expire uh, in, on the 30th of July. Um, not sure what you think. Big bounce, reopening stocks come back in the favor. I was a day early when I was saying reopening uh, stocks were oversold because they sold for one more day, obviously, and they and then they snacked that back significantly yesterday. Um, it bounced down eighteen and a half. I, you know, it's cyclical too, right? So you got to always consider that. But I think on pullbacks here, I think that eighteen and a half to nineteen area is good. Am I chasing it up at 20 and a half this morning when he could have bought it at 1879 yesterday? No, nah, I don't chase. But you get back down to the 19s, I'd, I'd be interested. Yeah, you got that low yesterday at 1871 and then low on uh, um, on uh, Monday, 1851. I mean, that's right. You're, you're a buck and a half away. I mean, 18 is a, the rock solid support in here. Uh, man, I don't know. It just seems like it's kind of, it had to sell off. I guess if you're really confident, you want to lean on that two day low. Uh, but I, what I'd be looking for July, I mean, that, those things, did you say what July, what? 20- July the 30th. Oh, right. the end of the month. Yeah. Man, oh man. I mean, you could get a, what you hit like 25, you went to 18 and a half, right? So you could, you could, you could get a bounce in this 50% area, 21 and a half, 22. Uh, but, um, 
tough, tough after pulling off like that. Oil's kind of in flux too, uh, but trading up in the pre-market just a little bit. But big bar to work through here. What was the close on this day? It closed at the low. 1988 closed in 1993. So, I don't know. Tough one. I don't know. Not thrilled about that one. Okay. A couple more tickers I've I've uh, uh, gotten here from the chat this morning. Domino's, which reports tomorrow morning. Uh, somebody asked about DPZ. So, let's take a quick look at Man, that. Man, how can they you be sure? Beat. Yeah. They always beat. It's a matter of how receptive they are to the earnings. It'll probably matter what the overall market is doing more than the earnings report itself. Because we've been a whipsaw. Yeah, two days ago, they're selling everything. Yesterday, they're buying everything. So it all depends on the flavor of the day, I guess, on whether they're going to be buying or selling stocks that day. This has been a hell of a run, though. I mean, 360 back in March, now 470 is a price for perfection. Uh, I, I think it is. They're going to beat. I think I'd sell the pop if they beat. I think they're going to beat. And I think I would sell the pop if they beat. I mean, we can extrapolate Chipotle. They're not that. It's it's kind of, it's not quite the same, but it's kind of the same. I mean, Scott, it's, Chipotle's got the name, though. People are like, like talking about that stock. It's a social media favorite. It's like Domino's Pizza doesn't have that kind of, um, you know, I, I think. And, and But you could also say Chipotle just set the bar really high for Domino's, too. You could, you could say, also that. say that, too. You could say that. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd be cautious. I, I I think, like I said, I think they're going to beat. I think if you get a pop on the beat, I think yeah, I'd sell it. Big okay. seller up in the 488 area. Uh, three, Really from 488 to 492. I don't I don't know if you're going to be seeing that. Old time high, 491.42. And then your seller came down into the 488, 489 area. But that's not really good. I mean, that's still 10, 12 bucks away. So if you're looking to light up, Lighten up into the report. That's the area four eighty eight. All right. I love when we're asked stocks we don't talk about a lot. And Megan O eight is asking about Sherman Williams SHW as a short. As a short. short. Here's what here's what Megan O eight says: earnings next week, and paint is completely out of stock because of supply constraints. Yeah, you know what the other problem though here is with Sherman Williams is the input costs. So margins, I know paint, and you think, oh, yeah, demand is there, and it is. But there's also some serious input costs here, too, to consider as well. And do they mention those? You know, they could spook that. I mean, PPG Industries, a good tell for this. It got smoked on its earnings report. So maybe that sets the bar lower for, for SHW. Just be cautious. Just because, you know, there's huge demand for your product. There's still, you know, huge demand for the input costs that go into that product. And obviously that's an issue for Sherwin-Williams just as it was for PPG. So just be careful of the input costs there. Uh, but I, I like the company. I, I, it's, 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 hard. it's more of a coin flip for me here because I think they're going to have decent earnings, but I'm just scared they say something and spooks the market. Like P, that's, I believe that's what happened with PPG. How PPG breaking down the report yeah, they slammed that, but I believe it was what they were saying that was spooking the market more than anything. Yeah, so well, in the pro, oh, they uh, missed. Yeah, they, they missed, flat out missed. Actually, they missed, and they gave guy EPS guidance for the year that was light. So, so backward looking and forward looking misses for PPG. Maybe they set the bar low enough for Sherwin Williams then. Mm, maybe. Uh, this 284 area just really sticks out to me. Uh, yesterday's high 8284, and then. Right around 284, 84, 18, 83, 87. So uh, that's your resistance in it. Um, of course, on the downside, you got pretty good support here. So if you're looking to short it on weakness, it looks like uh, 275 
but gets through there. It looks like it has a little work Joel, to do. Joel, update your trade station, please. What's happening? George Nothing. You just got a trade station update. Joel, no. you, you are the worst at updating your software. I know. I am way worse. I don't I don't use first generation I hate software. <laughs> I'm like anti-updates. I seriously am. They hijack my computer. The Microsoft <laughs> updates all the time. I am anti-updates. I, I update nothing. I'm running like Windows 7 and they don't support it anymore. And <laughs> Both of you, please. I know. I'm the worst with that. No, then then you, then you end up going back. And then you got to turn your, you know, then it nothing it works. And then you got to go back. You know what the old trick was that Eddie taught me uh, was, um, you know, you can turn back like your computer in time. Yeah. You know, like after you do an update and then it screws everything up, then you go, oh, yeah, just take me to yesterday at 2 o'clock. Everything was working fine. Yeah. But uh, anyways, what do we got? We got two minutes left yeah, here. A couple there... more. A couple more. Uh, let's look at uh, ASO, Academy Sports. Um, I don't know why when you're asked about it, I don't, I don't know. Is there news? AS... All these stocks are – they have earnings coming up. I don't know if they do, but – these are the kind of companies that have been kicking butt too. I mean, the outdoors plays are, are kicking butt. I wouldn't bet against it. And if it has earnings coming up, I don't know like if when the earnings report, if it already did, but I wouldn't bet against something like this. Not the outdoors plays. Those are still hot. This thing has been up every month since it's IPO. Look at that. Outdoor, every outdoor single, except for this month. So there's a little chink in the armor on this one. So I think uh, I think on this one, just the fact that you got a red candle going into the month, you're seeing some profit taking going into the report. So I think on a pop it, on this it's a, one. It's 45 days away still, the report. Oh, 45? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm a little all right, guys. I'm going to hop off here and uh, go cover all these symbols that we missed. So, uh, Spencer, I'll see you yes. at uh, 3.30. You know, when we get into earnings season – there's no way we will be able to talk about every earnings report. Like we had ASML, someone just mentioned that. We didn't talk about Harley Davidson, United Airlines, Verizon. They're all up today. Like, I mean, let's just fly through really quickly. NDAQ reported earnings, trading green. Hog reported earnings, trying to hold green. That's actually starting to go red. Verizon reported green. CMA reported the spit up. Coca Cola, green. Johnson Johnson, green. ANTM, green. NVS is red. We found one that was red, Novartis. STX, green, LAD, major green LAD. So, you know, right now they're rewarding everything. I guess they're wanting to buy stocks and they're buying them all on these reports. We'll see. But again, if you're chasing stocks and buying stocks now, I mean, now you're paying up because we just rallied 100 S&P points from two days ago's low. This bringing us right back up to the highs. So I don't like chasing stocks. I need a pullback now to get in. Yesterday morning was the time to get in. If you were in any of those, um, anything basically, like even Paul was saying, everything went up yesterday pretty much. So if you're buying yesterday morning, I guess that was the time. Now you got to wait for a pullback. All right, Dennis. Thanks a lot. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Well, actually, you won't. I'm taking. Oh, over. I forgot, so, guys. So I'm actually. Oh, so for all my haters out there, you'll enjoy a week of Dennis Dick silence here because I'm off for the next week. So going camping. This is actually going to be the last time for two weeks that all three of us are together because Dennis is out until he'll be back on Thursday, but then Joel is out Thursday and Friday. So the three of us will not be back in the saddle until all, for the rest of the month. This wow. is the last show of the month with all three of us here. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. Dennis, <laughs> have a good trip. We will talk to you in a week. 
And uh, you know the market will be crazy. It's always the craziest when I leave because I'm not trading, and I'm I, I'll bring my iPad with me, and there is Wi-Fi there, but I'll probably do very little trading. So this is true, Dennis did leave the, the week Dennis went went to Disney lot, World last year. That's when COVID started. That's when COVID started <laughs> in the U.S. So. Yeah, so it's bad luck when I go away because I love volatility, and we know the markets always get more volatile when I leave. All right. so. Just Enjoy don't fly Delta. Don't fly Delta, Dennis. <laughs> No, uh, no. Well, we won't be flying at all. I don't go on airplanes right yet, so I'm still spooked. <laughs> I'll be right. driving across country. Have, have, a great, have a great trip. Good luck on your camping, and um, try not to uh, run. Try not to ruin many, the world. Try not to run into too many Canada geese while you're there. <laughs> yeah, there'll be a lot of those. All right, all thanks right. a lot, everybody. All right, let me bring on my next guest here, Gunnar Cuevas. He's the uh, co-founder and CEO of uh, Carl invest doing some interesting things in that space and i want to bring gunner on now gunner good morning welcome to the show thanks for joining us uh thank you for having me how are you good doing well doing well all right so let's just start with this uh explain uh to me and and, and to our audience what what carl is yeah carl is a hedge fund platform uh we give people access to hedge fund investment strategies it's it's sort of like a marketplace so you can come and find hedge fund investment strategies provided by existing hedge fund managers and accredited investors can come here to basically uh, access and get the information they need to invest in hedge fund strategies. What, so when you say hedge fund strategies, what, is that, what does that really mean? Yeah, right now we concentrate in quant hedge fund strategies. So most of these are going to have very low uh, human intervention, and they are going to use uh, very heavy uh, computer science and basically mathematics. That's why it's uh, quantitative investment strategies. And this will follow investment models that have been automated and that are systematic. So you can think about this as algo trading in, 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 in some respect. So they're automating uh, their investment strategies so they can consume data and act on this data in basically uh, in an automated uh, manner, right? So when whenever data is it's available, these algorithms will get access to the data, do the data analytics, and speed out a buy or sell for the for the stock or future or option that they're looking at. So you have a background in in this type of trading this area of the market right yes i do i do i you know i i used to build uh market making algorithms that's how i started my career in in the space okay can, can you explain a little bit about like how that area of the market works i think a lot of people in my myself included don't have a great understanding of of that area of the market it's sort of like a black box where you know it's out there but you don't really quite have a a, a grasp on how this these types of strategies actually impact flows on any given day um, and impact the markets in any given day. So can you sort of like just outline at a high level for us how these types of strategies that you previously designed and, and, and now have a platform to access um, so impact the market on any, on any given day? And, and what, what are the most common examples of, of, of some of these strategies? I think that the easiest way to understand is to think about hedge funds are big investment companies, and they are some of the most active and most knowledgeable players in the market. So when a big hedge fund that you know you, you probably know of many is you know uh, it's it's acting or you know it's having uh, orders in the market, these orders will most likely move 
uh, a certain stock or a certain index. So they have a lot of uh, action, uh, you know, uh, in the market. They have a, a, a lot of, um, you know, impact on how the market moves because a lot of these firms uh, are very big, right? So when when they go and buy, they they will uh, move the market. So can you give like an example of like a a, a strategy that that you had you've designed once upon a time or that you had used? Right. So uh, at my last job, we were building strategies with uh, alternative data. One of the very interesting things that we we're working on over there, uh, we were using the data from uh, the cell phone towers. So we were building an algorithm to find out how much data was flowing between the cell phone towers at particular locations. Uh, why, why we wanted to know this is because we wanted to understand, like when you're at Walmart, and where you, if you're on your phone, you know, you're emailing, you're browsing, doing things like that, this creates a, a data exchange. So we wanted to understand if more, you know, more data means that you're actually engaged in your buying at Target or you're actually less engaged. So that would give us an indication of whether, you know, as a whole, people at that moment in a Walmart or a Target are, you know, more engaged in their purchasing or they're just maybe, you know, window shopping. That seems a little abstract, though, right? Because they could be—you don't know what they're doing. They could be looking up, like stuff to purchase, right? So, correct, correct. So there is an there is a you know there is a, an effort to understand the data and, and to analyze the data to to basically use it as an input to 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 a trading model. And and the end game would be to to use those signals to, you know, buy. To telecom, I mean, by Verizon, by AT and T, that type of thing, or Walmart and Target. No, Walmart and Target. Yeah, yeah. So that that would be a piece of data, right? So you can add to these uh, point of sale data if you can if you can get it. Let's say, yeah. for example, right, credit card data if you can get that as well, and you start building a picture of you know the movements of capital among like some of these firms. Once you have an idea of the movements of capital coming in, coming out, you can start getting an idea of what their earnings are going to be. Uh, so uh, you created this or uh, co-created this platform, Carl. Uh, you know, you basically created this marketplace for for uh, who who exactly gets to list their strategies on Carl? Like, how do I get my if I have my own, you know, quant-driven strategy? How do I get my strategy to be on Carl? You know, I'm trying to understand as as the end investor who who am I getting access to really? You're getting access to firms that are existing that exist in the market currently. Uh, we have a due diligence process to bring these firms on. So this due diligence process is, is the, the same process that an institutional investor will put any of these firms. Uh, you know, uh, they have to go through uh, first a technology due diligence process. So we try to understand the partners, infrastructure, systems, uh, uh, and you know, and how everything has been built and put together. Number two is the performance. We want to know, you know, have they done previously? They, we outed the reports, uh, you know, uh, brokerage statements, and so on. Uh, the third, uh, the third part of the due diligence is actually done with Aon. Aon is our partner in the due diligence. Aon, the insurance company, maybe you don't know, but it has a huge, huge uh, presence in the alternative investment space. So they take care of all everything that has to do with the operational due diligence. You know how these firms operate. In, you know in a day-to-day -day basis. 
once we have done all this due diligence on the firms and we like what they do, we basically uh, get into an agreement to for them to come into Carl and offer their strategies to our investors. Um, any plans to open up your platform to all investors? Yes, you know that's that's a plan. Uh, we hope that uh, with the changes and the new changes that hopefully are coming soon with the SEC, we'll be be able to open this to a lot more investors. Right now, because of the type of investment, uh, we can only offer this to accredited investors in the U.S. Is there a timeline on that changing? Because I and I know the rules on on, on who is and is not an accredited investor recently got changed. It's not as difficult as it used to be uh, to, to be considered an accredited investor in the eyes of the SEC. But uh, any timeline on, on, on when that could happen and when this could really be opened up to, to everybody? That, that's from my end, it's very difficult to, to give you a, a date. You know, we, we work within the, you know, the, 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 the existing regulations and, and I hope they, they, they have been changing. I think there's been changes, small changes happening, as you say, that it, it has become easier. Uh, since 2015, there's been changes, you know, uh, every year. And we hope that there will continue to be changes to basically open up the, the space. Um, I'm trying to understand, though, like, why would I want my strategy opened up to the masses in the first place? I can understand from an investor standpoint, the appeal that I can get access, but from a you know, uh, you know, quant trader standpoint, what, like, why? What is the incentive for me? Why would I want to open up my my strategy that I built to more people? Right. So there is a few different reasons you might want to do this as a as a as a as a manager. Right. Number one is very complex to manage uh, individuals at scale, uh, investors, given the current regu uh, regulations. So with our platform, is basically a plug and play. We make it very easy for the manager to. Uh, take on a smaller investors. There is no fund that I know that is going to take a smaller investors. That's just not going to happen. It's you know it's more a liability for them than anything else. With our solution, that is because of technology. One of the great things about technology is that gives you the ability to serve you know many people, you know hundreds of thousands of people probably at scale, while still providing a tailored custom service. So that's what our technology and our platform does. And that's something that managers by themselves, they don't have this. The second thing uh, is managers that, you know, especially after COVID, they're trying to create, a, let's say, a pandemic-proof business model. It's a, it's a very sales-driven, paper-driven type of business. So once, you know, everybody had to stay at home, a lot of these funds couldn't travel, couldn't go and meet people, couldn't go to conferences and things like that. So they need a type a digital distribution, uh, you know, uh, uh, help. Um, and the other one would be that there are many funds that are, are, you know, in the, you know, outside the U.S. that are trying to get access to the U.S. market that are very good. And, you know, the, this, this gives them a good uh, opportunity to enter the market. The last reason would be to diversify their asset base, right? So when you have a, you know, you're running a two, $3 billion uh, uh, fund, suddenly one of your big institutional investors leaves that, you know, it's, it will be a lot of money. Institutional investors invest, you know, big amounts of money. So you will lose a big chunk of your fund. And that sometimes creates a domino effect because of the rules that other investors, other institutional investors might have. 
For example, a, a very common is that no fund, no institutional investor wants to own more than 10% of the asset base of a fund. So suddenly you become 12% uh, of the asset base. So then you have to take your money out, right? So this creates a, a domino effect. So it gives them uh, diversification on the asset base uh, as well. I'm wondering if the events of the last seven months uh, have uh, changed anything for you, uh, for your company, or how you look at um, bringing access to these types of you know high-end institutional strategies because there has been this movement uh, that's been building for, for several years now, frankly, but kind of came to a head earlier this year with, with the GameStop and AMC thing where, uh, you know, this, this populist movement uh, moving, you know, there's this huge wealth transfer away from uh, some hedge funds and to the individual retail investor, which I think most would probably argue, you know, is a long time coming. Has did that change? Has that has that movement the rise of the retail trader has, I mean, that that's essentially what your platform does is give is well, one day give access to them, but has that, has that changed how you look at things? No, I think that our goal was always kind of, you know, we were looking at this change that you're, the, the, you know, the intergenerational wealth transfer, right, that has uh, already started. And we're looking at that as a big opportunity. You know, uh, there's a firm called Prequin that collects and, and, and provides a lot of, uh, you know, data and white papers around the industry. They estimate that just in the hedge fund industry, right, it, by 2025, 10% of all assets will come from retail investors. So that will be about, yeah, that's what the, that's what they predict. Uh, you know, so that will be about $400 billion just over the next five years coming from retail investors. I think the, the rise of the retail investor, not only in, you know, stock trading, right, but in all aspects of investing, right? So... There is a lot more opportunities for these investors to whether, you know, you want to choose your own stocks. And there is, you know, a lot of places where you can go and buy your own options, you buy your own stocks. What we offer is, you know, access to hedge funds that, you know, you're getting access to a diversified asset class. You're getting access to expert advice right through the investment strategy because, you know, you have an active hedge fund manager that is directing the strategy behind the, behind it. Uh, so, you know, there, there is an opportunity for all these let's say smaller investors to get access to a better, more diversified portfolio. And that's our goal, right? If you have the information, if you have the tools, you will be able to make better investment decisions for and have a better financial outcome overall. So your core thesis is that it's only a matter of time before the line gets blurred. Right now, the line between retail and institutional is, is, is not very blurry, right? There, there's a clear delineation between the two that you know uh the one side has access to way more capital way more information typically traditionally than the other side does um uh and better access to the markets frankly um your your core thesis is that that line is going to continue to get blurred and the two sides are going to come be able to come together more in terms of the types of strategies that they that they can have access to and use Yes, I think that's going to take a long time. I think that the participation, you know, the 400 billion in, in, in five years that I mentioned for the hedge fund industry in particular, it's, it's only going to amount to about 10% of all assets. So institutional investors will still be, you know, the main investors in the market, especially in alternative assets. But I think that they'll continue to be a growth of the self-directed, you know, retail investors that is making their own decisions on how to invest their money. 
So, and last one for you, Gunner here. Uh, how do you sell this to retail, to investors, uh, smaller investors who hate everything that hedge funds stand for? And here you are saying, look, you too can have access to their strategies. Um, well, how do you sell it to the people that really just think the hedge funds are just evil and wouldn't want it? Well, I, I think that the way we, we look at this is that part of our job is to provide as much information as we can about each one of the hedge funds that we offer. So we're trying to be, you know, uh, a source of, uh, you know, transparent information. Uh, one of the things that you will see from us is that we basically built all this technology in a way that you can get real-time performance information for each one of our strategies. That's something that I don't, I haven't seen before in the, in the space. You know, you in in the space generally, you get a statement at the end of the month. So what what we try to do is build tools and build uh, technology and provide all the information we we can. So you go to our app, for example. You will see videos, descriptions, audio files, you know, uh, interactive data that, you know, right now, you know, because of the paper driven space, you don't you don't find anywhere else. So we're trying to basically say, look, you know, you have an opinion. Why don't you objectively look at what we have and then make a, make make your make your own decision? Right. Don't don't go by what the media is saying. Don't go by what, you know, some people might be telling you. Uh, we're trying to be objective, give you the information. If you're a busy individual, right, uh, accredited investors, a lot of them are very busy individuals. They don't have probably the time to be picking their own stocks. And this might be something that is more their speed, let's say. It's a good point also. T typically, you invest in a hedge fund and you your money gets locked up, not the most transparent instruments. So you're also just, I, I would imagine the strategies on your platform by nature of them being on the platform would come with maybe better terms than a, than a traditional hedge fund would, would offer. Right, right. So we provide monthly liquidity. So if you, you know, the, the minimum time you have to be invested with us is for a month. Uh, and that's because of how the, the instrument works. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, Gunnar Cuevas is the co-founder uh, and the CEO of uh, Carl. The link was up on the screen there right now. Investwithcarl.com. Um, Gunnar, uh, look forward to keeping tabs on what you guys do. And we'd love to have you back on uh, one day soon. All right. Thank you, man. All right. I appreciate well, this. Thanks a lot. Have a good, have a good day. All right. Hey, like it's not every day, guys, we get somebody on the show who's got a background in algorithmic trading. Um, maybe we can have Gunner back and we can talk more about that. Uh, I'm sure Dennis would be interested, I think. Um, okay. It is 920. Uh, again, I know there was more tickers in chat. We didn't get to them. I apologize. Uh, you can tune into our other shows throughout the day. If you want to uh, ask Neil on Get Technical, you want to ask Joel on the At The Close show, uh, feel free to do that. Uh, I'm going to hop off here in a couple of minutes. We have David Green live trading the open next uh, at 925, followed by SPACs Tech, followed by the Power Hour, get technical, moon or bust. Um, at the close show, 330. Uh, how do you use Benzinga Pro with Mike Rao at 4 o'clock? We got Penny Lane at 5. Uh, new trade, new show today. Options Mike. If you follow Options Mike on Twitter, he's doing a show with us at 6 o'clock today and then after market therapy at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Um, I haven't looked at likes yet today, so I hope they're high. I would appreciate if they're high. 
that would, uh, you know, give me some self-worth. If we had a number of likes, let's see. What are we at? 313? Let's see if we can get to, like, 400. I, I'm not like up your guys, uh, up your guys or down your guys and next about uh, about likes as much, um, but yes, it would it would be nice if you could drop me a like. I'd appreciate that. Uh, helps me look good to my boss, quite frankly. Um, what else did I want to say? Oh, reminder, reminder. Uh, the next Benzinga boot camp is this coming Saturday. Okay, I'm going to put the link up on the screen to learn more. It's BenzingaBootCamp.com. There it is. Check it out. Full day event uh, of uh, of webinars um, and education about trading, stocks, options. Um, Saturday, this coming Saturday, BenzingaBootCamp.com. Check it out. Uh, there will be some familiar faces that you know um, that will be there. Uh, Tim Quast, I believe, will be there. Uh, David Green, I believe, will be there. Nick Shaheen, I think, will be there. Um, so bentungabootcamp.com this Saturday. Um, check that out. Um, let me see. What did we miss here? I know there was more than I missed. Oh, we need to talk about AMC. Do you guys see AMC? What a morning. What a day. First off, what a day. And um, when we were prepping for the show this morning, Dennis couldn't understand why uh, why, the, why the indexes were down. And I said, well, AMC is the, the, the only thing that's kind of down this morning. Um because every stock was at the time, every stock was up, but uh, that's not the case now. But AMC is uh, giving back some of the gains. But what a what a great day yesterday for AMC, right? Like you you've, you've been waiting for that. If you're an AMC, you've been waiting for yesterday. So, um, that's nice to see. All right, smash the like. I'd appreciate that. Subscribe to Benzinga on YouTube if you have not already. I'd appreciate that as well. Benzinga Pro is our real time news platform. Pro Benzinga. Dot com free two week trial. You want to discount the codes on the bottom of the screen? YouTube twenty while YouTube two zero will get twenty percent off any Benzinga Pro subscription. Again, pro Thanks to our guests today, Gunnar Cuevas and Nate Tobik. Thanks to all of you in our chats. There is the YouTube chat. There is people watching on Twitter. There is people watching on Twitch. People watching on Benzinga.com, people watching on Benzinga Pro. It's a lot of chats to, to, to keep track of during the show. I do my best. I apologize if I did not see your question or comment or ticker. Uh, I try. I try. Um, all right. Uh, David Green coming up live in a minute. I'm going to hop off. This stream will redirect to that. So you don't really got to do anything. And uh, everyone, good luck at the open today. Let's make some money. I'll see you guys in a little bit. Tired of getting left behind on winning trades? Join Benzinga's free masterclass on July 24th to learn how to spot breakout trades before they skyrocket. Featuring live interactive lessons on how to trade meme stocks, read charts, identify trends, and so much more. To register for free, go to events.benzinga.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.